0: Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Veil, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Hey, welcome back everybody to the Bearded Clansmen of the Veil. I'm Kyle, son of Kyle.
1: I'm Shaggy Dom. (laughs) You
0: know what you are.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Alright, so today we're going to... Well, go ahead, sorry. What were you saying?
1: No, sorry. I'm just moving my cords around.
0: (laughs) So today we're going to talk about Store Champ season and decks that we think will be fun slash do well slash built by dom this store champ season (laughs) uh dom might make some predictions i'm going to support his predictions or refute his predictions (laughs) and then have no (laughs) predictions of myself i'm gonna be like the people who don't vote that complain about politics oh i see how that is the worst so uh we'll try to remember to link all these decks in the um comments of the, po- of the podcast, but uh, you just want to dive right into the, your Sea of Blood deck?
1: Sure, let's go ahead.
0: All right, so I'm not going to read all the cards that are in this deck. Um, I guess if since yeah. you build it, you can kind of talk about like the themes and what it does and
1: things like that. Okay.
0: This is our like first deck review thing, so we're working <laughs> through it.
1: Okay, so um, lately I've just been playing a lot with Tyrell. And I've come, I've come to grown to like them a lot, um, especially with some of the shenanigans that they can do. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was talking about his interest in in making a Tyrell blood deck, and which then that piqued my interest. And so he basically told me his generic idea um, of the concept of the deck. So I basically kind of ran with his concept and then just added my own flair to it. Yeah. I like
0: what this deck's uh, doing so far, kind of. I think I see it, too. Like, you I mean, you got Honeywine in there. You got Might of the Reach. You got all of the five, like, you know, win by five or more, like, cards that you mm-hmm. want, right? Lots of good stuff to manipulate power, reduce costs of yeah. things. That's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, we all know Tyrell's good with um, bumping up strength. Plus, they have economy um, and also some card draw. Um, so basically, the the rock stars of this deck um, are right and left, of course. Um, I also have Brienne of Tarth um, with uh, Renlo, uh, Renly Baratheon, um, just because she's a non-kneeling while defending, mm-hmm. uh, and also with left and right, they they don't kneel when defending. And Sea of Blood can be triggered on attacking or defense um, yep. during the military challenge. So, with that being said, um, I also have Sir Garland Tyrell, the Oberon's O'bar- uh, Revenge, um, one which gives a ty- each Tyrell character um, plus two strength. Plus one strength, yeah. Gets-
0: oh, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of the other he one. Gets- okay.
1: Yeah, no, he gets plus one strength for each gold he has on there. He has a bestow a three, um, but he has the action discard one gold to give um, another Tyrell character plus two strength. Um, which then, another rock star would be Randall Randall Tarly, just because you can re-stand him mm-hmm. whenever you, you bump his strength. Plus he has Renown. Um, I threw in some like Scheming septins just because you can draw a card. And then you gain those two gold. So if you need that extra economy um, to pay for an event um, up front, which I'll I'll talk about the events here. In a little your bit. mic's going crazy. Uh, it begins. It, it begins. begins. it begins. It has to it be, be the, be the be internet.
0: internet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is your internet? Like, it's not bad, though. That's the other problem.
1: No, no. Like, like everything it's works fine. That's the Testing, testing, testing. testing.
0: testing. Uh, <sighs> test, <laughs> test, 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 test it out. I will, don't worry.
1: <laughs> what, 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 what's it all about? What,
0: what, what, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, I, I feel like I've been missing out on everything. Like I haven't been to the gaming shop in like a month or two.
1: What I
0: know. I haven't. I the only the first board game I played was Gloomhaven like, this week, and it was the first game, board game I've played in like at least a month.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say. Okay, your mic's good again.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. So, anyways, uh, one of the uh, other rock stars of this deck, um, character wise, is Shrewd Diplomat, which is Ambush Five, Shadow Three. 3 cost, 3 strength, power icon. Reaction. After sh- Shrewd Diplomat enters play during the challenge, choose a participating character, stand that character, and remove it from the challenge. Which is great, because especially when you're trying to win by 5 during your military challenge, you can just bump this lady in and take someone out of the challenge to kind of help you out with that uh, win by 5 condition.
0: Yeah. Thing I think you could probably throw in here if you were feeling dangerous is like, maybe like a Queen of Thorns, like to go tutor some events.
1: Oh, um, yeah. I mean.
0: But you have to feel dangerous, is what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but you have to you have to discard a, a, a an event to get an event, and it's. I guess you're right. You're That's ar- a good point. That's a good point. When, when you're already kind of tutoring the deck already for your event after you win the military. That's a good point. Sea of Blood kind of takes care of that. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, yeah, this so looks yeah. cool.
1: Oh, and another... I added um, two copies of Paxter Red Wine, just because he reduces the cost of your first event by one, and he gives you a gold for economy. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it's got the econ. It's got the, like, Beacon of the South, which is cool because they're talking about Beacon of the South, uh, the Honey Wine, things like that are, are like letting you not only just control your opponent's... Like, when you control your opponent's board with, like, put to the torch and things like that and put to the sword, you're actually getting power from it because you're basically doing all the trigger when X happens things and X is, you know, you win a challenge by four or five or more, right? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, back to the the characters. Um, I also added, of course, the core set, uh, Marjorie Tyrell, just so you can get that plus three strength. Um, boost. Um, also, put the new mace from someone always tells. Just one copy. Um, the reason why I did that is is so you can draw two cards. You know, you can see it and then, um, put one in your hand and one on top of the deck. Um, and he also gives plus one for economy. Uh, let's see. And the rest were just kind of like just throwing characters. You know, like um, Sir John fossilway you know while his strength is above five, he gains renown um, I threw in Sir Mark Mullendore. and part of the reason why I put him in is you know he has a military icon and intrigue but uh you know if you win with him, you can reveal the top card and you know put it into play.
0: I almost feel like this you need be- more events in this deck like um. Like you could well, be playing things like you have enough knights in here to play like you know, some of the night cart night events and I don't know. I guess you don't have enough ladies to play Lady Sands' Rose though.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, to do that you'd have to be attacking or defending alone. Yeah, that's true. And my main objective is to win by five or more during the power or military challenge. Mm hmm. And so I can just be aggressive.
0: Sure. So, uh, let's so, talk about the other stuff, like like the attachments and locations and events and things like that. So, the <clears> the <throat> events you do have in here are Might of the Reach, which is, I think, a duh, right?
1: Yeah, Choose purchase being Character, and yeah. the Challenge, they get plus 10 Strength.
0: Yeah, and so, you're going to hit that. You're going to, like, that's your, like, okay, I really need to trigger this thing, <laughs> event, yeah. Yeah, just
1: in case. Well, and here's the thing, though, like, you know, a seasoned player, they're going to know, like, there's this card in this deck, like... And if you're holding on to gold um, on your plot card, you know, like I said, a seasoned player is going to know, and eh, there's a possibility they have that card. So they're going to try to do everything they can to not have me win by five. So that might make them, you know, think, overthink their strategy and overcommit um, on a military.
0: And you're also, you also have the benefit of the new new agenda type thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sea of blood is gold on the agenda but not directly so like that's where you get misplays right like people not realizing sea of blood reduces or forgetting that sea of blood reduces or things like that where you end up using might you end up playing a might of reach with no gold on plot or on house right and Mm -hmm. that's pretty sweet so um yeah i I like it and then put to the torch and put to the sorter in there for obvious reasons targeted removal is great in addition to claim Mm -hmm. right
1: yeah and so um, so with the the attachments, you know, of course, I put Beacon of the South just because it's yep. a 1x5 condition um, to kind of help push the, the speed of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I added a Crown of the Golden Roses, which uh, gives plus X strength when you... When you discard a card, give an attached character plus X Strength, X is the amount of challenge icons attached to the character. Um, so that most, have, mostly
0: is giving, like, two, except for when it's on Ren, uh, Renly. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And especially if you're putting it on Randall, you're re-standing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and these attachments I only have one copy of. Um, so then also I have Heartsbane, which... Um, you know, gives the character plus three strength until the end of the challenge. And it's just like, you know, uh, icing on the cake, like, hey, if you need that, you know, three strength to get you above that, you know, five strength hump to activate Sea of Blood, um, you know, that's going to help you.
0: And the nice part is, is like, you don't have to worry about losing any of these attachments either. They come back to your hand, so you can throw Heart's Bane on, like, you know, anything, and you can get it back mm-hmm. so you can throw it on like you know uh scheming septin, and still use its challenge action and then get your heartsbane back but it still participated or it could have participated in a, like a higher challenge for 5 because because heartsbane puts scheming sept into 5 and so there's like lots of cool math stuff you can do there while still maintaining the heartsbane which I think is pretty sweet mm-hmm. so you can keep getting it back unless of course it gets, gets t- discarded by like confiscation or something which is the same with any non terminal attachment so but it's pretty uh, sweet. I, I like that you only really need one because if you hit it, you're going to have it unless somebody target removes it. Then you didn't really need it anyway. So, like, it's only icing. Yeah.
1: Sure. sure. Um, so with the locations, um, I included automatic three copies of the Arbor Marketplace um, for two reasons. One, Economy, and then two, the challenge action, Neil to choose a participating character. Yep. Uh, at the end of that cha- un- until the end of the challenge, they get plus one Strength. Um just another strength booth uh, card. Also, I put in three copies of or- Hornhill, uh, which has a bit so three. And challenge action, nail it to give each participating Tyro character you control plus X strength until the end of the challenge. X is the number of gold Hornhill has. So that's another plus three per character. Um, so underneath that, I have two copies of Isle of Ravens. And that's where, you know. Just recycle your events.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, because you can, you can Isle of Raisins in action. So you can then like, you know, put to the sword the same. Put to the sword twice in a, in a challenge phase. Because you like you play it and on the Sea of Blood tutor, then you Isle of Ravens it back in your deck, and then you play it from the second Sea of Blood t- tutor. So that's pretty good. I like that combo. Yeah,
1: um, you can only activate Sea of Blood once after you knew your faction card but oh that's why it got uh,
0: a that's why it got a three last time because it's only once per round so that's why I didn't like it mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but I'd have to see you know um, the uh, uh, I'd have to see the timing of it because I was you made me think like what if I had put the sword in my hand I'd play it well no sea of blood would have to happen first. Never mind.
0: Well, that's to tutor it, but you could just have it in your hand, right? And yeah, you get to reduce the cost either way. So yeah, I guess it's only during military. So so you're only doing one military a, a turn in this deck, though, right? Because you're not doing mm-hmm. yeah. So this really is like just a one-time see a, blood a turn deck. Yeah. In terms of the uh the the event reduction.
1: Yeah, and okay. it, and like I said, it's it's on attack or defense. So mm-hmm. um, either way, your your opponent has to be aware of, you know, they have to not let you win by five Mm -hmm. um, strength in the military, so. Um, Of course, I also added a couple of pleasure barges, just, you know, because you can get those, you know, three cards in hand, um, extra draw, even though it gives you the negative one income, which I feel like there's enough econ in the deck to kind of offset that, so it doesn't really um, hurt you too much. So you can get those, you know, extra draw. Um, of course, I added a couple copies of Red Wine Straits um, just so It's a plus two income limited card. Um, Gotta get that money it. to play all those big characters. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, one. Yeah, one copy of Ranley's Pavilion. I think that I think card's a, g-
0: a good play in the techie deck like this because you can really, because like you read it and you're like, oh, one, that's it, but really it's like a two swing. And yeah. that can really make that break that five power thing.
1: Exactly. And so I just I put one copy in, you know, because there's so many other cards to to bump up my strength. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like, you know, it's nice to see it. If not, then that's okay. Um I also put in three Rose Gardens. Just reduce um reducers um on Tyrell cards in general. Um one copy of the Arbor just in case, you know, Mm -hmm. if I see it on setup, usually I always like to see this on setup. If, if I see it, maybe on the, maybe first round, I I might pay for it, but after that I usually, it doesn't really benefit me, Mm -hmm. so it just might be an extra card, like a dead card, so that's why I only put one copy in. Yeah. Um, And from, from my practice hands, I've seen a lot. um, I've seen the arbor a lot on my, um, on my practice hands on on opening setup,
0: so... There's also, like, that argument, I guess, for putting, like... So if you really want to hit it on setup, right, mm-hmm. put three in, and then you always can dupe it. Because it, if you draw it later and you don't have it out, it's dead. If you draw it later and you do have it out, mm-hmm. it's not dead. So there's, like, that weird kind of... This game has that interesting kind of aspect where, like, a three-of of a card that you don't want to see like so a card that you don't want to see later in game can almost be better at higher copies because of the duping of unique stuff in this game I guess is what I'm saying but I I get what you're saying because like you got to find space and if you don't have space for three arbors then you definitely don't have space for three arbors
1: (laughs) yeah especially since the the deck already is running 63 cards Mm -hmm. um you know it's just didn't have a place for it um and plus there's other enough economy on other places where it didn't really um hurt my hurt the deck so much um if I didn't see it. So
0: the honey wine though, I I wonder why cuz you only put one copy of the honey wine in here and I think that this card probably should be at like two or maybe uh, cuz like you're getting power from this. I mean, it helps you keep yes. up with rush a little bit and yes. it's pretty important.
1: And and I agree. Um I think my main thing was my focus primarily was strength boost. Strength boost. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> strength boost. So I'm, you know, I could, you know, easily see maybe dropping a horn hill down to two and then adding a honey wine. Yeah. Um, to it just to kind of even it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, my main object, my main objective was just to kill everything I can see. Um, and you know, just go from there like it's just going to be easier than to pump out those other, you know, um, challenges, so... Yeah. If they have no characters on the board.
0: <laughs> it Yeah, that's true. I think that, yeah, you're right. And there's something to be said about passive power gain, but, like, in terms of something, you do something and you just get power for it, like, unopposed mm-hmm. challenges or a renown, you know, it's an additional thing that's happening just because of a, an effect that's on the board. But, yeah, you're right. I mean... I, I could see that, too. Dropping Horn Hill to two and putting Honey one at two. Let's talk about your plots.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, one of the, My first plot, I put it down, was forced March. Um, reason why I did that is, you know, I just want to make it as easy as possible for me to win that five or more condition on the military challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, anytime I can have them kneel... One of their military guys, and then say I kneel one of my weaker military driven guys, so then they have to kneel another one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, and you hopefully
0: know? that can set you up for like a really nice, like, Sea of Blood activation.
1: Well, that and the initiative is nine, so you have a pretty good chance of going first. Um, So it, I just feel like it's a pretty strong plot to put in this deck, mm-hmm. just because so military driven. Um, after that, it's put late summer feast. Um, mainly just for economy. If for some unknown reason I'm not drawing any economy in uh, the first round or two, then I just you know I can use this to potentially get out like a a big character or you know a couple medium characters.
0: Your mic's going crazy again. Oh, okay, okay. that wasn't bad. Night, that was like you know 15 minutes. Um so I figure like once you're done talking about this, do you want to talk about your other Tyrell deck, Banner of the Watch one? Because sure. we spent we spent almost half the podcast on a deck, so we could probably just talk about the two that you like yeah, yeah. and then no. okay, okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. Like I, I don't I love talking about decks. I mean Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wish I I'm, I'm I now I kind of regret not building one. I didn't have any time today. I tried like I had a oh, oh, I had a certification test today for like work, mm-hmm. so I was like trying to study for it and focus on it. But now that I'm done, hopefully I can like yeah pay yeah. attention to stuff a little more.
1: Well, I made a I made a uh, I think I made two Greyjoy decks.
0: Did you? Yeah. Dude, we should just... talk about one of those.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. And here's the funny thing. I just made them on Throne CV. Uh huh. I have not had a chance to test any of this out.
0: Well, that's okay. I mean, I don't... Personally, I'm, I'm not of the opinion that you need to test a deck mm-hmm. before you talk about it. Because mm-hmm. you can theory craft, and that's the whole point of theorycrafting, is to sure. sit there and say, Hey, I think it will work. So... Sure. What was the other deck that you said you were putting the plots in that I can't see, because you have to share it?
1: That was the Night's Watch
0: one. Oh, the one that... The Tyrell Night's Watch? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Let's let's keep going. So you're good again okay.
1: at twenty seven. Okay. Okay. Um, so let me let's let me back it up just a, sure. a little bit. Um, just for editing purposes. Um, so the other plot I put in was late summer feast. Um, mainly just because if I you know, not drawing into cards that can show me economy and You know, I just need that extra boost to get, you know, some characters out on the board. Um, Then I just use that plot.
0: Yeah. Um, That's what it's for.
1: Mm-hmm. Another one was uh, Retaliation. Uh, Mainly just because it's two claim. High reserve. Um, You are going second, which, you know, in most cases I'm going to be okay, especially if I have left and right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, then I can just, you know, push through. Um, the military, and you know, potentially get you know three claim. Yeah, that should be awesome. I
0: like I like retaliation as a plot. I, if you build the deck the right way, you don't really care about its downside, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty sweet. And yeah, it's pretty. I like it. I'm a, I'm a fan.
1: So another one I put is taxation. Um, another reason why I put it in is you know it has good economy, five gold. The initiative is is fairly good, six, and. um, it allows me to, you know, potentially play uh, enough, two limited cards that round. So, most cases in my test, um, my test hands, I've had, you know, a couple uh, limited cards mm-hmm. uh, in my hand, So, I just felt like this would be a good, a good one to put in. Um, if not, if I don't have two limited, that's fine. Like I said, the economy is good.
0: There's like really six good. or so limited cards in this deck. So, you have a pretty good shot. I mean... Depending on what you're doing.
1: And the reserve is, is nice. It's six.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so then, under that, uh, next one I had was the Bloody Flux. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: another reason initiative, high initiative, so you can help make sure you go first. Yeah. Um, but also, the, my main thing was characters cannot be saved, um, which is really good because if you can put you know push off that military, get the Sea of Blood reaction, put to the sword, any character doesn't matter if they have a dupe, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of feel like it's a, you know, it's kind of common sense just to kind of put that in. But um.
0: I must think, like, based off the fact that you do want to, you know, leverage that uh, kind of put-to-the-sword mechanic here, putting mm-hmm. in, like, a second copy of Bloody Flux could probably be good in place of, like, taxation or retaliation because... Mm-hmm. While retaliation gives you the yeah. two claim, I guess not retaliation, but maybe like one of the other cards, because yeah. you could really, I mean, flipping a double bloody flux would be really annoying. And <laughs> um, when you're already like kind of focusing on being able to get that five plus in the military challenge, you're getting again, like you yeah. said, like two to three claim per military yeah. challenge, depending on what, you know, stuff's happening. Uh, it could be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, so the, another plot I just put in was Time of Plenty. Um, Just because it's a, you know, a good income plot, um, six gold, seven reserve, um, but also gives you that extra card uh, for that round, which, you know, it's never a bad thing to get an extra card if you can. Um, Yeah. Even though it gives your opponent an extra card, I'm okay with that.
0: Well, we kind of talked about that last time. I mean, there's the new, there's that new... Uh, location for Tyrell that's that we talked about in the the oh, yeah. pack that like is like each player draws yeah. an additional card and I mean something like that especially when you have the potential to like outdraw your opponent or you have the bit like Isle of Ravens in your deck is not necessarily a, a bad thing um, and no. plus if your opponent can't handle drawing extra cards you can really you can fix their hand but if you can also like kind of win some intrigue challenges you can mess with their hand right yeah so.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that was you know sometimes that might be like my opener kind of plot. Yeah.
0: Because uh, like you're yeah. not going you're not going to get the choose initiative that time, but you're definitely going to be able to yeah. set yourself up for turn two or even turn one if you get lucky.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and it gives you the economy just mm-hmm. in case you know um, whatever you need to to. It just depends on the the, the certain case that you're at, but usually that's going to be my opener. Yeah. Um and then, but not always.
0: Yeah. The last one I like a lot. I think it works mm-hmm. it's perfect with this deck and unfortunately limit one is like the like <laughs> the the sad part, but that's okay because it'd probably be too powerful if it was limit two. But Wardens of the South, right? I mean
1: Yeah, Wardens of the South. Um has decent income for initiatives four, so average, reserve six. Uh but the the quality of this plot is after Every character you control is declared as attacker or defender that character gets plus two strength until the end of the challenge that's per character
0: yeah and so that's really nice i mean you're talking about things like at least for beacon of the south and the honey wine and mm-hmm. you're like put to the swords and put to the torches i mean you're <laughs> that's cool i mean that plot is like you know it's there to support the whole thing. Like it's like, oh man, I have like a bad hand, or I didn't get a good opener, like opener. So in the few turns when I'm going to need to like push these challenges really hard to get five or more, mm-hmm. like you can rely on this plot to, to do that. And you're right, exactly. Like two strength to each like character. That's a mar- That's a that's a Tyrell character, which is every character in the deck.
1: So well, if you think about it, if you think about it, just left and right, right. Mm-hmm. So when you have them both out, they get plus one strength. So now there are three each mm-hmm. non-kneeling, non uh, kneeling non kneeling six strength then you add this plot to it now you have a non kneeling ten strength <laughs> yeah for, so for military
0: just with those two you're probably like able to win on like trigger seal blood on defense which is yeah. which is tricky because mm-hmm. you know putting to the sword someone I guess you can't do that on defense but that would be really cool if you could I wish, in my dreams, but oh, you yeah. you can put to the torch. I think on defense. Nope, one of these you could trigger on defense. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I am wrong.
1: Well, here's the funny thing: you can trigger Sea of Blood, but you you can't play the event.
0: Yeah, yeah. So unfortunate, but still pretty sweet. Oh,
1: I th- I think it's good because say you're going second. It's like okay, yeah, go ahead. I'll do my Sea of Blood. Now I got put to the, you know, put to the sword, mm-hmm. put to the torch, and it's going to be reduced, you know, with Sea of Blood and with uh, Paxter. Or...
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So you just set up your, like, they have to suffer through their challenge phase, and then you get to do stuff with your newfound events. That's pretty good. That's a good point. So mm-hmm. what's... uh. What is the, like, optimal setup for this deck? So, like, when you are, like, get your opening hand, like, what do you want to see? And, like, what would you mulligan to try to get if you didn't have?
1: Well, excuse me. Well, for me, uh, if I don't see economy in my hand on setup, I usually mulligan. Um, So, like, for example, let me do... um, Let me do a a test. Test hand? Yeah, test hand on Throne CB. Um, so I just... Seven cards I got was Left, Garden Taker, Caretaker, Brienne, Marjorie, Arbor Marketplace, Red Wine Straits, and Pleasure Barge. Not bad. What I would do is definitely put out the Red Wine Straits, Mm -hmm. because you get that plus two. Um... Of course Brienne of tarth and then the garden taker yeah
0: that'd okay be your,
1: that'd be your eight yeah it's just so ch- you,
0: yeah you're right
1: <laughs> so then you draw three more cards then i got another copy of left um i actually got the the bind of the reach um event and heartsbane sweet so, so you could even technically you know if you have enough gold for the Might of the Reach, you could win with just left, you know, on attack or something. Mm-hmm. Like you, don't, you don't need, you know. Dude,
0: yeah. So I, I did, I did a, the same thing. I drew seven. This is a pretty good hand too, I think. I mean, you have Horn Hill, the Honey Wine, Scheming Septon, Garden Caretaker, Red Wine Straits, Arbor Marketplace, and Left. Mm-hmm. So you have three economy you can set up on. You can do on setup. And that's going to be four, five. And then you set up left and maybe Honeywine mm-hmm. and draw five.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get put to the sword, Marge, a second scheming septon, Renly's Pavilion, and another Mar- Arbor Marketplace. So, I mean, sweet. I mean, you have two scheming septons, right? So you can put them out and challenge action, flip them and get the money.
1: You get the money and, and an additional card draw.
0: Yeah. And so... uh that's pretty cool yeah I mean I I could see that so yeah setting up with economy is good setting up with like I mean not having right and left in the opening hand kind of sucks but you can probably figure it out I almost wonder if like if you're really relying on left and right so much maybe running summons
1: um yeah I, I I think so but I'm not so like relying on left and right to be honest with you um I mean it's nice to have them yeah but uh you know my main things is like Randall, um, you know, Brienne um, with uh, King Renly. Sure. Um, left, left, and right is is nice, but you know, I think the key thing is that um, that event that gives you plus ten strength. So yeah, e- even if you put it on left him, himself, he's ten strength. Yeah, or, that's no, true. 10, 12, Twelve strength. You know, so so
0: how does the deck handle like the the different meta archetypes. So like, how does it deal with Tyrell burn?
1: Um, so in, in your
0: mind, I mean, if you haven't played it enough to no, know, that's fine. Just how are you Yeah, expecting? that's
1: the, that's the funny thing. I haven't really played this deck. It's just, this is just the foundation mm-hmm. um, of it. And of course, you know, it'll probably be, have some tweaks, but, um, a lot of it is just trying to, if you're worried about getting burned, is to utilize those those um, strength boosts yep I agree as much as you can to kind of help with that um, which I'm not I mean there are some Targ burn decks out there still but I can see Targ sea of blood becoming a thing um, well, I mean uh, uh, it's than, it's than hard than burn
0: any any targ deck is gonna have some burn cards I mean they're they're good mm-hmm. they're like targeted removal I mean it's the same reason you're running Put to the Sword, so it's always something to think about, but you're right in terms of, like, you know, not all the Targ decks are doing that now. So let's talk about another thing that I've seen a, a decent amount on Thrones around, you know, in the last, like, few days, which is Pillage. How does this oh. deck stand up against, like, Pillaging?
1: Um, well, that's a good question. <laughs>
0: well, how do you think? I mean, I, like, I what do you think?
1: Well, I, I feel like it's a Whoever can get their pieces out on the board the fastest, yeah, I feel like is going to be the one that's going to be dominant. Sure. So like, so like if I'm able to, you know, kick off that sea of blood before they can get their, you know, bigger pillage guys on the board, mm-hmm. then I feel like I would have the more advantage.
0: Because then you can start targeting yeah. removal their their locations and their characters and things like that. Yeah, I agree.
1: Now on the other hand, if I'm not seeing the cards I need to see, and they throw out like Asha and and uh, Triss and the Black Winds crew and all these characters that have stealth and pillage, then you know it's just I don't know if there's anything you can do.
0: Maybe that's the reason to run like a like a full sweep, like a uh, like plot. Yeah. That-
1: and that was the one thing i you know i keep going back and forth because i usually have a reset plot yeah um and in this one i i don't have one so i don't know how comfortable
0: yeah (laughs) that's fair i feel
1: (laughs) but i just don't know which plot to take out yeah maybe taxation maybe yeah
0: maybe taxation maybe maybe forced march because like I, i mean i like the initiative on forced march but like I don't like that you're losing characters to trigger Sea of Blood, but that's not necessarily a bad thing for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one more, and then we'll 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 have to actually end it and not talk about another deck because we ended up spending the whole time on this deck, which I think is great. But um, okay. one more question is, I seen I've been seeing other decks too around Lannister baby decks, like Muppet babies kind of thing, where oh, yeah, you have like it. Queen Cersei with uh, with you know <laughs> triple intrigue challenge potential for like three to you know, three to six power a turn. You have all the baby Lannisters with um oh man, what was it? I just had it open. What's the cat's name? What talking
1: about? Hold what on, you talking your about... your mic's going crazy again. Oh. are you talking about patch
0: Uh I'm talking about the patch fury. Yeah, the patch face yeah, deck. Oh yeah, that's uh, one version of the like mm-hmm. Lannister Babies thing. Oh okay. Yeah, actually, I actually like played that,
1: played that. that deck. <laughs>
0: good we can talk about a second and how this deck would react yeah, to it yeah. Pat, uh what's the it's sir pounce is what i'm thinking of oh yeah oh yeah with that uh yeah yeah <laughs> that, card that card is card, yeah. yeah i mean like uh, and then
1: to be honest to yeah, i'm i don't know man like this was, <laughs> this was a, fun a fun deck, deck. which one was, the a, this, the patch base the theory, theory. It was such a good it's
0: such a fun deck. It looks really fun. I, I think I mean I hate I don't really like the Lannister playstyle, but I and, and trading with the Kohori is just another mechanic I'm gonna have to memorize, but it seems like it could be pretty fun. But the the deck, yeah, the deck I'm talking about is the one it's Patch Face's Fury. Um mm-hmm. it or or decks that are similar. You know, there's been other ones with like the babies, Fury of the Babies, things like that. But basically the yeah, idea right. is you're running uh, Lannister and stag. Alliance with cohort, I think, usually, to get the attachments out. Um, but this one leverages Disputed Claim on Circe to give her renown. Um mm-hmm. So you can do lots of stuff. But So in this deck, I feel like it's similar to the Pillage thing, right? Where you're like, whoever can get their pieces together is going to be able to to win. But I think you might have an advantage with the targeted removal because a lot of times you're playing from hand and they're playing from deck, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have to... like, I don't know. The combo let me let me try to phrase this right the combo in your deck is seems more solid because there's more cards surround that can benefit from increases in strength than mm-hmm. can benefit from target att- attachment things that are like require a certain character to be out right like cuz you can't hit Circe with Pounce you have only a few targets for Pounce and you know there's th- there's targets for disputed claim uh, but it's Lady Lord and Bastard, which you could put on the babies if you wanted to, but they're still not going to be as powerful as Cersei is. So it's like diminishing returns mm-hmm. of anything if, if the stuff's not on Cersei as often, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that's what I see. What? How about you? Like, what are you thinking?
1: Well, the fun thing is this Patch Face Fury deck, which it it's awesome. I'm just going to say that right now. I played this deck and it's so much fun, um, just because it highlights. Yeah, uh yeah, you have Queen Cersei, but honestly, like the three cost characters are the ones that rise up. And like Marcella Baratheon, you know, putting mm-hmm. Sir Pounce or not Sir Pounce uh, on him. Uh you know, you're getting the non kneeling when she attacks if your opponent has less cards. Um let's see I think
0: it'd be funny to um <laughs> I don't know to give your own characters keywords and then motley your own characters so Patchface gets the keywords. Like, if you could. Because, like, you could give somebody renown with Disputed Claim and then motley them to give Patchface renown. I mean, there's probably easier Mm -hmm. ways to do it, but like, I don't know. It seems fun. (laughs) It sounds like something I would do just to, like, be Mm -hmm. weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing, like, here's the thing, like, Patchface it's a fun card. Um, but it's not like, you know, if you don't have him, then you you can't win yeah. kind of thing. So there's different ways of winning Ideally, yes, you want to get Queen Cersei out. Yes, you want to have more power on your faction card so you can trigger Disputed Claim. So then, you know, she's getting double renown. Mm-hmm. Um, so how
0: does your deck stand up against that? Like, how does it win? What do you need to do, you think?
1: Well, I feel like this deck... It is not as strong against Sea of Blood. Um, and the reason being is it's not... Um, there's not a lot of, like, military icons on these characters. This is more... Looks like it's more driven with... Multiple intrigue um, challenges a turn, yeah. With, with Yeah, intrigue and all that. So, even if you were to get Cersei out and Duper and all that stuff, you know, I throw out a Bloody Flux... Get my sea of blood trigger, yeah.
0: Then she's gone. Yep, that's a good point. Um, I mean, that's the power of of puts the sword is like, in the right combination of plots, you can really just f someone's day up, for lack of a better term. (laughs) mm
1: -hmm. So yeah, definitely. All right, we're Um, like
0: way out of time. Um, we're like (laughs) we're like ten minutes over, but uh, that was cool. Let's uh, that was I like that. I like build a deck and talk about it. Maybe I'll do it next time.
1: Woohoo! Yeah yeah you do
0: one next week okay cool sounds good uh so yeah that was our podcast for today we talked about Mm -hmm. dom's deck new deck house tyrell so if you're looking for it (laughs) look for a new deck house tyrell (laughs) uh but more importantly defaust is the is the publisher so if you need to find dom's decks look at for defaust on thrones db and,
1: and then um if you guys have any suggestions uh, feel free to put it in the comments. Um, I'm going to start play testing it this week mm-hmm. um, with our group, and this might actually be the deck I bring to um, to uh, the championships this year. So
0: and heckle him about write ups when he's testing. So if you're going to run something like this, you can see his opinions on and play testing it. So uh, if you have any comments or anything like that about the podcast, let us know. If you like what we're doing, give us a like and subscribe, and all that kind of good stuff. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about the Game of Thrones, the card game.